Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. And my computer, mining the bitcoins. <laughs> Are you really? You're not. No. No, that's the new scandal. Is like people slipping code into people. Oh, I heard about that. Bitcoins. I, I someone on I saw a discussion on the P. On, I think it was the PC gaming thing of Reddit asking like why their computer isn't doing. No, it was on the OBS subreddit, and they're like, "Why isn't my computer getting all the frames it can with OBS?" And they're like, "Because you have a mining computer. You shouldn't be recording with a mining computer." <laughs> no, that guy's just an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, also joining us. Is your co-host Hunter right there? That guy is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. And also joining us is your co-host Spaz. Hello. So, f- friends, we have a a topic show tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us. Hello, D-Man. Hello, Captain. Hello, Joe. Uh, by the way, folks, um, the Upper Memory Block podcast has had its first episode in a dog's age. Uh, I haven't listened to it's it yet. Really good. Of course, it's good. They're all good, but. What is it? Is it Defender of the Crown? Is that what it's, is that what it is? Well, that's I guess his his first one that he's done about a game. His first one he did when he came back was just a topic show. Oh, and he was talking about you know getting back into the game and doing stuff like it's a it's a it's a conversation. And it's really good. Oh, okay, I forgot about that one, but yeah, kind of back on the horse with the game topic, which is great. Um, so hi, Joe. Glad you're back on the horse. We missed you. I missed you around here too. Being a new dad will make you disappear for a while, I guess. Um, but, uh, friends, tonight we're going to do another topic show because we're enjoying these. Uh, we love having guests on, but every now and then it's nice to take a break from a guest and just, you know, shoot the shoot the garbage. Um, <laughs> so tonight, so, uh, <laughs> tonight we're going to... Uh, we're going to talk about 4X games, which is something we've kind of broached uh, here and there. But we I don't think we've had many shows dive into the genre itself. Um, so before we get into the topic, we need to clarify what a 4X game is. Um, a little history. I didn't know this until recently, but 4X was a, coin, uh, was a term coined by, what's his name, Arnold Emmerich? Um... Uh, in the Master of Orion Strategy Guide that came out in, like, 1994. <laughs> Which, if you guys have not read that strategy guide, it's not just a great guide for that game, it's a great guide in general. Track a PDF of it down, it's amazing reading in just, like, game design and whatnot. It's incredible. Um, D-Man, no, that's X4, uh, not 4X. We're not talking about the X series. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the next game in the X series after uh, X Rebirth. We're talking about the genre of 4X games. So 4X typically means exploration, expansion, exploitation, and extermination. That's where the 4Xs come from. So I was looking at a uh, list of 4X games, I think, on Wikipedia earlier today to get my the gears going in my head, and they had... All kinds of crap uh, in my that I would not consider a 4X game like uh, Europa Universalis and uh, and a few other things and that's that's a strategy game of course but I wouldn't consider that a 4X. Now, Jim, I, you I s- guess uh, my definition 
Go ahead. Isn't it, you can't express it with like four X's, right? But mm. it's kind of that. So it's it's basically a strategy game that is played on a procedurally generated map, mm-hmm. um, which means you don't know where shit's at. So mm-hmm. you have to explore. Um, yeah. Even though maybe the map is entirely revealed at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still don't know everything. Yeah, yeah. The general beats. Um, sorry. So, go ahead. so basically, I want I want a, a procedural map. I want diplomacy. I want some mm. warfare, and I want an economy. And you have to manage the guns, the butter, and the explorers. And that's pretty much it to me. And, and and the sad thing is, we'll get into that. But the sad thing is, there. I don't think there's any game that gets all of those right. There's games that get maybe one of those right, or two of those right. But yeah, I don't think there's been a. I'm not sure there's been a four X that gets all of those right, which is really diplomacy is the one they always get hammered on. Oh, it's always it's almost always awful. Oh, almost almost always awful. Like I, th- I think. Um, when I think of the best examples of diplomacy in a tangent, real quick, I think of Emperor of the Fading Suns, and I think of Star Ruler Two. Have you guys played Star Ruler Two? Uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah Star- it has been a while. Star it's Ruler Two has a it's it's a card based mini game uh, diplomacy, and you have like points you can spend to do uh, to do certain things. Like treaties and taking over systems and things like that. It's like it's a, it's almost its own little it's almost its own little game within the game. You know, like kind of like how Gwent is in uh, The Witcher Three. But for the most part, diplomacy is like I want this. Oh, you can't have it. I'll pay you for it. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's right. Isn't that what it usually what, boils down? What can down? I give you to make this deal work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think the, the ones that seem to work the best is the ones where you have sort of a a reputation bar with the other people. So it's like it can start out like they don't really trust you, right? So it can be low. So the amount of stuff that you can get from them costs out of the reputation bar. So you mm. can't really spend a lot of goodwill until you earn it. But if you if you make a, a series of not complicated trades or treaties or or whatever, you're inching that bar up and then you can ask them for something or, you know, like, Hey, can I have the keys to the car? Right. And, but you know, you don't, bribery you don't is just, usually an option. Yeah. And, and bribery would just directly bounce that bar up. If you get caught doing espionage, that bar comes down and you pay out of it. It's, it's almost like a bank, right? Like you, you get, you know, 5,000 points of favor with them. And then, well, I want a technology from them. How many points does it cost? Right out of there, you know, and and it's um, I forget what game did it, uh, but it's like your population has, I, I, you know, I think it's Star Drive, two actually, where your your population has a tolerance, right? So it's just like, oh, I'm perfectly willing to make this deal, but my own population, their reputation bar to these aliens, my own people won't let me do it. So it's not necessarily the aliens don't agree, but my own people won't agree. Even though I'm the leader, I don't have absolute dictatorial control. Right. And while you were talking, I thought of, uh, I wanted to start off with like unusual examples of the genre and why they succeed. Like, cause there have been a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in the last few years, a lot of 4X games, like a lot 
But the, the, a lot of them follow that same, mostly that same civilization Master of Orion formula. Master of Orion 2 especially. Oh my god. <laughs> so I was trying to think of examples of 4X games that are different uh, in some way. Do you guys have any? Because I, I have a small list here, but I wanted to hear if you guys had any suggestions first. Um, Sins of a Solar Empire is pretty different. Now, I was, yeah. wondering, I was wondering about that. Would you call that an RTS with 4X elements, making it, like, adjacent to the 4X? Or would you call that... Because it does have exploration... Yeah. Sure. It does. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It sure does. Yeah, it really successfully melds a, f- a 4X element with an RTS, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know if I'd actually even... It, it, I wouldn't call it an RTS element. I would just say it's a 4X element with a heavy strategy element. Because the... Yeah, it's not as tactical as some other 4X games want to be. It's it's much more yeah. macro. Well, it's, it's, much- it's almost got that off-world trading company thing going on where it's like, here's a real-time strategy game that would otherwise be turn-based, and you would be pretty comfortable if it was turn-based. But we made it real-time to make you sweat. Yeah, because the thing about an RTS is, um, usually RTSs are a lot smaller in their scale, as where sins can get massive really quickly, depending on what you do. And how many Uh, players are involved. Yeah, and how many players are usually or typically involved. it's kind of like it's kind of like if you were to make Supreme Commander a 4X game, right? So for Supreme that Commander would is, be amazing. Please well, someone yeah, do but that. The, but the thing about Supreme Commander is, is it's just straight up a ground uh massive army RTS game. But like as with as with like Sins, you have your different planets and everything's like managed on a completely different scale. It's just it, it's done um it's done completely different. It's so it's unique. Okay, I can agree with but that. I, but I would I definitely I definitely call it a 4X game though. Yeah, cuz I mean you got the tech I, tree, you got the diplomacy. I'd call it a fast-paced Not. RTS game or a fast-paced 4X game though. Like you you're typically um you're not really playing I don't know how to describe it though. Like it's just it's 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 different but the same. Like <laughs> it's weird. I think it fits. Sorry, I'm having to define what a 4X is again in the chat because someone asked, is Evercron a strategy game? Or a 4X game? Uh, no. <laughs> no Not but in the slightest. Starpoint, but Starpoint Gemini Warlords. We're going to get to that. <laughs> specifically Warlords. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are going to get to that. Uh, but well, I almost would, like almost like an Evercron yeah. though. Well, it's is that the, a predefined map, or is that you're still exploring? It is a predefined map, but here's the thing: um, not everything is on the map. So there are apparently systems out there that haven't been discovered yet in that game. So you can go out and find them. Apparently, it's amazing. That's what I've heard anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, so there is an element of exploration there, but. There's really no diplomacy in that game. There's so there's really no exploitation. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, I can get behind you definitely on the uh, the, um, the um, 
diplomacy side of things. Yeah. But while Jim was talking, I was reminded of another I didn't I never really thought of it as a four X game, but it kind of is. Have you guys ever played the Seven Kingdoms series? Long time ago. Yeah. Because basically you start off with one town and you're surrounded by all these independent towns and you're surrounded by other empires and there is a fog of war. Uh, I think D-Man's just trying to piss me off. He's asking if Avorian is a 4X game. D-Man. No. No. Come on. I just put a Wikipedia in there, Link, describing what a 4X game is. Come on, man. I got like five hours of sleep. I don't have time for this. Or patience. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just are you gonna ask are you gonna ask random games if it's a four X? I don't have the patience right now. Oh, that was mean. I'm sorry, D man. But I I, j- I just put a link right there. <laughs> right there. Right there. Anyway. Um yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's ha- it's Half Life of Four X. But the Seven Kingdoms well, Half Life three could be. Nobody knows. <laughs> 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 Someone has to explore it. Someone has to explore to find it. Um, I'm sorry, D-Man. I'm just... Uh, I'm just a bit... Yeah. Um, but Seven Kingdoms had... It was it was an RTS where you explored a map, you conquered or bought or influenced towns to join you. But it had an amazing espionage and diplomacy element. Do you guys remember that? Oh, okay. I remember you could like masquerade as somebody in yeah, you know, like a the other town and wander around in it and stuff. Not only that, like there was one time where uh, I had a spy recruited into uh, another empire's army, and then they got promoted to general, and then they got promoted to king, right? And then I just switched sides to the spy back to mine and just took over without firing a shot. You could do that in that game. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, but someone, uh, I forget who, already mentioned Distant Worlds. Very uh, different. Um, how about Sword, how about Sword of the Stars? I would say that's a fairly yeah. unique... Um, yeah. st- yeah, that's easily not- in my top four. Oh, for, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Not the second one, folks. Not the, I'm, I'm well, sure. the, well, the second one might be good, but nobody can figure out how to play it. <laughs> So. Well, it's it's oh, uh, it, yeah. I mean, it's like if it, I've, the, every time I've tried to play Sword of the Stars two, it's like trying to play a four X in reverse. With, <laughs> it, 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 it it it's like you know how a lot of four Xs you click a ship and then you tell it to go to that system. I think with that game, I think with that game, it's like you have to click on a system and make a mission for a specific ship. You know, well, so it's, it's a like, fleet. You have to have a flagship, and then you put yeah, ships with it's, it's it, and then so... you, you assign a mission to the commander of the fleet. To and it's just like you know what? I just want to select a stack of ships and tell them to get the fuck over there. That's that's really all I want to do. I don't want to have to micro all Exa- exactly. It's a, it's a cool idea. It didn't work. It's a great idea, but it it was like the first game was so elegant and, and so efficient. I I don't really. Yeah, it was it, it well was, okay. If we get into what 4X games don't make you want to kill yourself when mm-hmm. you try to play multiplayer. Mm. Um, I, I would say, uh, yeah. So it's it's one, right? But you have simultaneous turns. So you yeah. still end up waiting on people, but everybody's taking their turn at the same time. And you can put a timer on it. And really, your turn's not all that complicated. 
So no, it's not. not so it's kind of the, like it's kind of like Master of Orion one almost. With, with yeah, uh, very much because you, yeah. you just got a couple sliders, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Do I want guns or butter? That's the slider. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I can pick something on the tech tree. All right, I picked it, and I'm done. Right, so you can do a two minute turn. It, it's okay. Um, and then uh, let's see, like. Um, Sins of a Solar Empire is probably the best of them because that's a real-time game. Uh, Stellaris is right behind that, although Stellaris is sort of a moving target right now because that whole game changes every time I play it. Every every time they patch, it's like, hey, here's a different game we called the same name. Well, um, you also you also play it like like at, at, at each patch, like you don't play it continuously. Right. But boy, the patches really do change things. True. So you end up in that syndrome, right? Of like, well, I played it; it's not quite there. I'll wait for the next patch, right? Or the and next, the next or the next expansion, out, or the next yeah, DLC, or yeah. Well, yeah, but they usually coincide. So it's uh, yeah, but it, it's one of those things, right? Where it's like, yeah, it, exactly what we do with Elite, right? It's like, hey, there's a new, there's new beta. All right, everybody, log in, check it out. Okay, and we're done for six months till they put another one out. Because it's not there yet, um, but stars could could be something, right? And uh, but the, but the thing that's got going for it is it's real time. And as far as turn based things, they got to be simple because you got to be able to take your turn quick. Because as we found out, especially with uh, with um, Galactic Civilizations three, whenever we tried to play that, that was miserable because there's like fifty turns nothing's going to happen because you're researching something. It's going to take 50 turns and you have nothing to do because you have no ships. So click next turn. And then I got to wait on you to click next turn. And then you got to wait on me to click next turn. And it's just like, wow, this is deadly. Uh, that eject. It's, <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's great in single player, which is really kind yeah, of a shame about that's, that game. That's why I think the board game aesthetic of every turn, you do something meaningful. right. It, 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 these games need to compress down to like Agreed. board game sensibilities. Agreed. You're going to do something this year, and and every turn's a year or something. Yeah, and it's it's and in the single player of Galactic Civilization Three, you definitely have those choices, but for some reason the multiplayer doesn't work as well, which is really a shame. Well, but then you feel all the empty space in between where single player, you just hit next, 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 no big deal. But four X's are also such huge endeavors. Like can a multiplayer it's hard to get it right. Yeah. It's hard to get it right. Yeah. I mean, like you, you see something like birth of the Federation and did that have multiplayer game? Yes. I played mm. it in multiplayer land multiplayer. What? And yeah, yeah, it had it. And you would have occasionally in the early game, uh, you, you'd set up maybe the one scout ship and then you could send it off to go explore. But then after that, all you're doing is setting up your research and then building more ships. And late game, you could take 15 minutes for a turn because you have so much micromanaging to do. <sighs> Emperor, Which is the, unfortunate. Emperor of the Fitting Suns had that same problem, but it was more of a memory and buggy issue than a micromanagement issue, which is a shame. Ultimately, I feel that the perfect recipe is 
Distant Worlds universe with Stellaris's UI. Oh, and multiplayer. That, that'd be great. Yeah, give me, give me yep, the. Yep. Couldn't argue with that. <laughs> g- give me, give me the depth and 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 everything in Distant Worlds with a cleaner UI like Stellaris, or maybe even Endless Space Two. Or, or compress it down, Space Tyrant. Oh yeah, maybe Space Tyrant's great. If you all haven't played that one, by the way, they call that one a five X, which we'll get to. <laughs> Let's see. How many X's is it, Bob? The X's, and they live in Texas. But uh, another one uh, that Spaz and I were talking about before the show, and it, it it's like really close to the Civilization formula, and yet it has so much of its own flair that it like hasn't really been emulated well. Is Master of Magic. Indeed. Well, a lot of people have tried. They've tried. The XCOM story. They have tried. Like, how many near misses before you finally get the one, right? Yeah, they've tried. Like, I think the Age of Wonders series has gotten the closest. Um, Yeah, Age of Wonders gets tedious, though, man. The combat, because it's like little individual dudes you got to run around. It's like some people dig that. Uh, Okay, but I I would just much rather auto-resolve that crap. Because it, it's like I'm playing yeah. the map. I'm not playing the tactical battle. Well, and there there was Worlds of Magic, which just unfortunately oh, failed. Oh, oh, oh yeah. And then oh. there was another one, right? Which is uh, it, it's like Worlds of Magic. I, I think it's like maybe the same game renamed. Uh, Planar Conquest. Yeah, Planar oh, Planar. Is that right. the same game? It's just renamed and finished. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Is it good? Uh, what I've not played really. is okay. Mm. It's it's not super great or not anything. Great, but no. like, if but, you want something that that kind of looks and smells like Master of Magic but isn't, that's probably the closest. Worlds of Magic was when with the Kickstarter, it was supposed to be the the spiritual successor to to uh, Master of Magic, and it just uh, I was disappointed in it. Yeah, a lot of people were. I remember, which is a shame. Since, since Master of Orion. Is mm-hmm. is basically the the core that this whole genre spins around. I mean, it, yeah, you could say Civilization because it was first, but Master of Orion's really. You can even you can yeah. even go earlier than that. You can go like Imperium or um, Empire, Empire or uh, Reach for the Stars. Remember Reach for the Stars, um, the original. But there yeah. were there was another. One. I can't remember the name. But, but, it, but I would say if you say if you say classic 4X game, then people are going to be like, oh yeah, Master of Rhyme, pretty much. It, it's it's the go-to, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's going to be much. one of them Simtex jams. Yeah, and Simtex got so much right with all their games. Like going back to Master of Magic, um, one thing I always love about that game that, um, sadly, no one can, no one has ever tried, no one has really, I don't know if they tried to emulate and just failed. Master of Magic was horribly imbalanced. It it was not balanced in any way, and that's what was great about it. Do you remember some of the crazy ass spells you could learn oh, that yeah. would like just change the map? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was basically just like I am the wizard, submit or die, <laughs> and you know it, it's just like who got there first, and and you definitely you know once you had a spell that just dominated, that was it. Um, but the computer could do that to you too. So no, it, it wasn't as harsh about it. It could have been worse, but you know, I've, I had it happen. I've lost a few. 
Yeah, same. Right. And, and there were some crazy things you could do. Terraform the map. You could, you could uh, create islands for your units, a floating islands, so that your units can travel across the sea. I mean, things like that. It just there was a lot that you could do with it. Plus, you had the above and below levels, so you you could do stuff in the underground that affected what was above. Oh God, yeah. Which is something, thankfully, Age of Wonders did successfully copy. Um, but uh, let's see. Yeah, so what about the Warlock games, since we're speaking about Master of Magic and stuff? Warlock's pretty decent. Yeah, they're, they're kind of fun. If you, like, um, if, if you look at it, like, more of like a... I, I see Warlock as more of like a conquer the, the map one hex at a time game. It's it's much more war focused, but it's good. I've enjoy, I've I enjoyed both Warlock games. You know, for their they definitely have a tighter focus than uh You know, D-Man, we're going to play a game with you uh in the YouTube chat. Throw us a game and we'll tell you if it's a 4X or not. Planetary Annihilation is not a 4X. <laughs> not even close. No. Uh it's a real time. That's more of a traditional tactical real time strat. Ta- even though they call it real time strategy games, they should call them real time tactical games. But that's just me picking hairs, because they're not really strategic, usually, unless you have that map mode, which I wish more games did. But anyway, <laughs> what about Custer's Revenge? The six hundred. Oh Jesus. Um yeah. <laughs> that that only has exploit in it. Oh yeah, that's true. As in it's exploiting the player who paid for it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, anyway. Um but another but uh let's see. We've talked about every one I have on the list here except for you know, you know the oh, freaking yeah. dungeon keeper games are damn near 4x. Like War for the Overworld kind of really approaches that, right? Because you're not trapped under the ground. You can pop up and just kill people. I guess on a very small, much tighter scale, much smaller scale, you could, because there is yeah, exploration. Well, well, you're not, it's an asymmetric thing because you're not competing against other empires like your own, right? Um, I, I mean, there's some modes in some of these games that you do, but for the most part, it's very asymmetrical. But. Yeah, it was, it was just a random thought. <laughs> you know? No, that's, that's uh, a good one. I'd say it's adjacent, at least. At the very least, adjacent, if not in the genre. So the last one I have on the list that I thought was unusual for the genre are the Imperialism games. Did you guys play those? I'm trying to remember. I, I think it was uh, Pax Imperium. Or something. You're probably thinking, yeah, Pax Imperia. There's two. There are two yeah. of those. Uh, one yeah, of them. Neither is, one was great. Right? No, Imperia two was better. But yeah, yeah. And the, I think you can get the second one on GOG right now. Um, well, there's but, one that's on Steam. That's the first one, right? No, I think that's also the. I think that's also the second one. Um, oh. If you're thinking of Imperium Galactica, both of those are on Steam and GOG. Um, okay, but Pax Imperia is a different, slightly different animal. Um, 
I guess there's that. Did you guys ever? So imperialism, for those for those of you who don't know, is a is a colonial forex where you can play on a, like an actual world map, but they also have random maps, and it's far more economic and diplomatic focus. Like there are there is fighting, but you're kind of supposed to avoid fighting. <laughs> You're supposed to, like, pay off the Indians so they'll join you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, those were amazing. And they're still, because of their charming 2D graphics, very playable. Like, I don't know about you guys, but it's hard to go back to, like, some of those early 3D accelerated games. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm looking, I'm looking at Pax Imperia Eminent Domain. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Think- it reminds me a lot of Space Bucks, especially looking at that map. It's like wow, this is. It's not though, not which is sad. Guys, it's yeah. it's not. It's it's far more traditional forex, and um, it's just someone like yelled at me on YouTube the other day, like you suck at this game. That's why I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it because the game sucks. <laughs> and it was that game. It's like this is this this was universally decried mediocre back in the day. Don't yell at me. <laughs> so was the Imperium Galactica games better than I th- I thought Pax Imperia wasn't greatly loved right? oh the, the I would I would say those are fairly unusual because the first game uh, especially you start off as like a lieutenant with just a few ships and one planet and one city and as you gain in rank you gain more ships but you also gain the ability to colonize other planets so it kind of gates it as you go as you learn as you rank up um, that sounds like uh, Starpoint Gemini Warlords. A little bit. Um, and the second one is a little more of a traditional 4X, but it has ground battles. It has real-time ta- tactical space battles. Uh, a little better diplomacy and espionage. Uh, it was my favorite for The second one was my favorite 4X for years until uh, Distant Worlds dethroned it. Uh, so those are both great. And thankfully, the great folks at THQ Nordic have improved them so if you buy them on Steam or GOG, they will most likely run on Windows 10, 8, or 7. Unlike when I tried to run my disk version and it crashed every third turn. <laughs> or whenever I would look at the ship design screen. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Getting old games to run, y'all. But uh, moving on to the next topic, it's, it's more of a question, and I'll throw it out to you guys as well as the folks in the chat. Why do you think so many, especially Space 4X games, try to be Master of Orion 2? I mean, Master of Orion 2 was a, was a hit, but was it like a hit so big it deserved to leave its shadow on the genre for the next 20 years? You know? Well, it's got that that mechanic of moving your workers around, right? You have X number of population and then you divide them into three silos and that's your tech, your production and your food. Right. So it's kind of like, well, that's a pretty simple formula. It's easy to replicate. And for the time it was perfect. And if you do more than that, you're just doing the same thing, but complicating it, I guess. But then again, I like the original Master of Orion where it was just a couple of sliders and you didn't really worry about how many people were working as janitors. Yeah, I was getting in a yelling match today on one of my forums because I said that I like Master of Orion 2. I mean, Master of Orion 1 more than 2. Because I think it's just a much better design. 
in terms of gameplay. Master of Iron 2 got so micromanagey, you know? So yeah, it was a pretty rough late game. Uh, it's, you know, but, but then you had to micromanage the combat and everything too, right? So, uh, honestly, I think the best combat for a 4X is not in a 4X. Um, it's uh, gratuitous space battles would be the way mm. to go, right? Because you build these ships and you stick them in a formation and it's hands off. They do what you just have to hope it works. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like that. It's like that electric football. <laughs> you, know, you put your players down, and then you hit the button, and bang, and they just run around, and you hope something happens. Yeah, I'm from the seventies. I'm just trying but, to think. That I think there have been at least one or two four X games that were like that. I just cannot remember what they are at the moment. But there were some. Well, where I it's think like, I think it's like too many of them. They try to give you control, even though that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then they give you control, yeah. and then it's like, well, my guys are are kind of dumb, and you know, it's like I would have got a, a worse result if I'd auto resolved. Instead, I want to go in there and actually play the battle out because I can do things that will exploit the the pathfinding of the enemy AI or whatever. Um, which there are ways to do. You know, if you if you you can determine real quick how their pathfinding works. And then it's like, oh, I can make you chase one ship while I shoot you from behind with another one. I can lead you into traps all day long. Um, and that's why I don't like that stuff, right? Because then it becomes like I'm, I'm fighting the other guy's code. I'm not dealing with just the numbers that are on the screen. Well, would, on a, in a 4X game, do you prefer games that have tactical combat or games that don't? Like. Like nope, do you pref- I want I auto resolve everything damn near. All so the you time. Pref- you prefer to stay on the strategic map where you don't have to zoom down. Yeah, like sometimes if it's a cool battle, I want to watch it. Right, but I don't want to actually control it. I'm not playing an RTS. I agree. Uh, I again, that's one of the reasons I like Distance World so Distant World so much. But I mean, I think when you ta- when you include tactical battles, you're really trying to make two games at the same time. And I think when you, sp- I worry that when you split your focus like that. You know, yeah. not- Endless Space Two gets it right, uh, I mean, which is an extension of Endless Space One, right? So it's just like your ships jump in, their ships jump in. You you play an order card. It's like all right, be defensive or be offensive or be whatever this battle, right? And you get more orders as you go through the tech tree too. Yeah, and and it's but it's it's just the basics of this is going to play out how it plays out, and I get to watch, and I don't really get to intervene, but it's going to look really good. And if I want to watch it, I can, and, if, and I can skip it if I don't. To me, that's I, that's how it should be, especially if you play. I, I have to admit, though, I have to admit, though, with Birth of the Federation, that the one thing it did right that was really awesome with it was its combat, because the orders you could give in in battle actually did affect how you fought, and you had to keep in mind the facings of your ships and how they would fire. So if you were broadside with a Federation ship, you couldn't use your torpedoes. It wouldn't work. Mm. Then again, in the late game, when you had 50 ships aside, it was just a blob. <laughs> so it didn't really matter so much. Right. Sorry, I'm getting work messages right now. and It's really distracting. I apologize. Yeah, me too, actually. It's funny. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. It's much later where you are. <laughs> oh, someone's having problems with the VPN. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. What did you guys think of Endless Legend, by the way? 
I, I like you know I, I like it more than one endless. I didn't get a chance to dive into. Oh, I think it's better than both endless space games. I'll be perfectly honest. I think yeah, it's but far I, I better. It. Yeah, well, it's because it's, it's fantastic. It's almost a little bit of D and D going on there, right? It's a like little bit like a character, and then yeah. you know you go around and do quests because if you're not doing quests, you're losing. That's and, one thing I love about that game is that like it's not so unfocused. It gives you things to do. You know, like most 4X games, like I have to research, I have to build, like you're making your shit up as you go. But Endless Legend, like you need to do this right now. Oh, great. That's good. I want that kind of like point me in a direction thing. Yeah. Not only do you need to do it, but you got 10 turns to do it. So you better hustle. Yeah. I've got it on my wish list. I really want it. Oh, well. When the Endless Legend uh, collection goes on sale, snag it. Yeah, and there's well, um the Emperor editions on sale for like fourteen bucks. That's pretty good, but I mean, there's yeah, a big there is a big sale coming up. I'm not sure if it's all of it, but there is a big sale coming up in Steam in a couple of weeks, like the Lunar Sale. Well, they're yeah, calling the it Legend Collection right now is on sale for sixty six percent off or twenty three. Where on Steam? It's like Endless Legend is on sale right now for the entire collection. And you can buy the Endless Universe collection for 45 bucks. Which is everything. Sorry. Yeah, I see the Endless Legend collection for twenty three seventy nine currently. Which is not a bad price for it, because it's all the DLC. Oh, that's actually a fantastic price for all that stuff. Question. Do I have time to play it all with all of my other games? <laughs> hang on a second, though. It's Probably not. not hang, on a, hang on a second, though. It's not the historical lowest price. The historical lowest price for this package is $10. Uh, yeah, a year ago. So I'll wait. I know it was a year ago, but I... It's... Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's great, but you can wait for it to get a little cheaper. You know, I think. If it was like... If it was that same price now, like ten bucks, I'd I'd say absolutely put it in your cart, like yeah, right yeah, now. But like, it's more than twice its lowest historical price, so nah, you can wait. <laughs> but it's great because the tactical combat is actually pretty streamlined, so it doesn't take too much time, like Total War or uh, <laughs> or Age of Age of uh, Wonders. Um, but it's, it's a gorgeous game. It's got lots of varied factions. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really a fun, probably one of the better non-space 4X games in the last few years, I think. And it's in the same universe as the other Endless games, which means there is some carryover between the lore. Actually, there's a lot of carryover. There's a lot of carryover. Yeah, if you play these games or Dungeon of the Endless or Endless Space Two, there you'll you'll see lots of shared lore between those three games. All about that dust. Uh, Joe in the chat asks if Wing Commander Armada is a um, is a four X. Absolutely not. I don't think so. It doesn't. There's no diplomacy. There's no. Like espionage, there's no way to exploit it. it I, I maybe it's a three X, <laughs> but are you expand? Yeah, you're expanding. I guess you're taking over 
planets and mines and stuff, right? So I guess that would be more like a 3X. Because <laughs> there's no diplomacy. Like at all. It's just fight the Kilrathi. You know, right? I think. Um, I haven't played Armada in like... I don't know how long. <laughs> but that so was what a- about the Total War games? Oh... <sighs> I mean, um, mm. that de- that depends. Like, yeah, that that dra- drastically depends. The problem with the with the Total War games is most of the time you're already playing on a predefined map that you're yeah conquering. Well, like, I call them grand strategy with the RTS combat element to it. Yeah, but you don't necessarily see what the other people are doing either, right? It's, well, it's, no, but neither would you normally in a four X game though. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of 4X in that way because there's a big cloud over the map. That's a tough the little you're on. It's a tough call because it has it has diplomacy. It does have some exploration. Uh definitely yeah, but I wouldn't it, call it enough exploration. Like yeah, that's, it's again yeah. it's, it's the uncovering of stuff that's already there. Like Well the map is static. It's not it's not right. gonna be anything. Which is what I was gonna say, like there's a there's a great homeworld mod that is called the complex mod and it's very close to making it four xy but it's definitely more three to three and a half xy That's fair. Really? I need to try that. Is it for oh, it's a pretty great it's, is a, it's it, a pretty great mod. It's for the remaster. Oh I see it is for the remaster. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Cause I w- I would love like kind of an expanded kind of home world like let me jump around and uh, you get like morale, experience, and customization. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Jacques Jacques on YouTube says there's no exploring in um, in Total War, which if you're, not, yeah, if, you if you're American and you don't know your geography, it's completely <laughs> unknown territory. I have no idea. Well. But I mean, but still, like if you if you're playing Rome Total War, shocker, you're not playing in Spain. You know, you're not. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're not. You're not playing in Australia. That's true. That's true. It's tough because, I mean, exploration and discovering the map is such a key part. Well, and that's the other thing, though. Like, if you're doing exploration, does that mean that you're exploring something that you have zero idea what's there? Or is the exploration because it's like you know yeah. I I know the, the the general geography of the United States, but I, I can still go and explore a city that I've never been to. Yeah, God, that's a tough one. I mean <sighs> that that sort of brings up something like Starpoint Gemini Warlords, where the map can be static, but the placement of where those objects are within the map can vary from game to game. Plus there's all the anomalies and other stuff that doesn't spawn unless you are close to it. So there is an exploration element and there's definitely an empire building element, especially as you get later into the game. Right. But the exploration isn't the focus of it. It's still a major element, just not the focus of the game. (sighs) I have a hard time thinking of Total War as a 4X game. I think of it more in the Europa Universalis type grand strategy game type of thing, but with real-time battles. That's where that, I classify it. That's that's where it gets pigeonholed in my mind. What about you, Jim and Hunter? What do you guys think about 
Total War would you borderline yeah it's it's close you know it's real close that's a real good I don't know it's the kind of game I dig it's, it's you know that, not, that yeah. I will play the battles in most mm. of the time but even then right I mean it's like well Total War it's all about the you know the battles why, why would you yeah. ever auto resolve it's like well if I got a stack of a zillion dudes and he's got like five yeah. I'm going to auto-resolve that, because it's not worth the load time to go to the map. Yeah, um, I just can't stand that. I don't know. Is there a total game, total war game, that lets you save while you're in a tactical battle? I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't know. I, no, that's, yeah, no. Yeah, it's mid-turn, and, you, and it saves at the top of the turn. See, that annoys me, because sometimes I have to stop in the middle of a battle to go do a chore or leave. You just fight you, faster. You can just pause the battle. And just leave it running? That just seems weird, yeah. doesn't it? Well, yeah. Hey, you <laughs> pause the game. It's like your Nintendo, man. You gotta leave remember, it on all uh, over. Remember, God, remember like, those days back in the day trying to beat Sonic, and you're like, shit, we gotta go to the store with Mom. I gotta put this shit on pause four hours Sonic. later. That's true. Gotta go fast! I did that once with uh, F-19 Stealth Fighter. I started a mission before school and just let it paused all day. Because <laughs> I was in the middle of it. Or when you get to save your game on a cassette tape on your VIC-20 and it takes like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how to save games. The media like episode of Space Game Junkie. Back in my day, we had cassette... Back in my day, we had cassette tapes, and we were thankful. No, um. <laughs> had a big reel-to-reel. Speaking of 4X adjacent, what about Mountain Blade? Oh. I see, I don't... Warband. With Warband, I'm, you have... Mm. You have less exploration, but then but then as you build your empire, you you can actually do a lot more than just go around in combat because, well, you have the Empire Belting element to it. Exploration is still there, though. You know, especially with quests. You know, here's an interesting thing, though. If we if we are to if we are to say that exploration includes exploring a map that may be static to the game, but not static to what we know about it, I think that uh, I think that could qualify because that also opens up the door for games like Empire at War and Rise of Nations, and there's even, like, uh, Global Conquest mode and Command Conquer 3 Kane's Wrath, for example. So... I mean, I would say that falls under the 4X adjacent, but not necessarily in the genre proper. I'm gonna be honest, I've not played Warband. I played the first Mountain Blade a little bit, and I was so terrible at the combat, I just never went back. <laughs> And what's funny about this, uh, that Wikipedia thing says, games with additional 4X modes says Wing Commander Armada. (laughs) Does it? Well, in our face. (laughs) It sure does. Oh, God. Every now and then the internet dunks on you. (laughs) According according to the Wikipedia article, list of 4X video games, uh, games with additional 4X mode towards the bottom is like, Star Control, Star Control 3, Emperor, Battle of Dune. Apparently, Star Wars Battlefront. Wait, wait, wait. Emperor, Battle for Dune is not a 4X. Apparently, there's a campaign mode that makes it so. Okay, it's called... There is a campaign mode. There is a campaign mode in Emperor, Battle for Dune. And I have the the CD sitting right on my desk right now. But I would not call it a 4X. 
Yeah, it's it's basically calling a lot of these RTS games with meta map modes 4X games. That's a tough well, one. Well, here's the interesting thing, though. Like, I, you know, it's adding, it says Battlefront and Battlefront 2. It's hard to say Battlefront and Battlefront 2 because there's no diplomacy there. Even in, like, nope. the Galactic Conquest, you don't have any of that. Well, just because you hang 4X on the name of a game doesn't mean it is one. True. I know this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Uh, Worst 4X game ever. Basically. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not a 4X oh, right. game, even oh. though it's just 4X in the title. Oh. That's right. So we won't say what it is. That's just we won't sh- sh- not call its we won't, name. We won't name Let it, but it, it ends with 4X. That game that shall not be named. Let it go. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's okay. Shh. It's okay. <laughs> we don't have to talk about that. Just what about um, like Offworld Trading Company? That, that's more of an RTS. Yeah, I mean that fits that fits stronger into the RTS genre because although there's some exploration, it, the the maps are they are predefined as far as the the distribution of resources, but the rest of it is can be procedurally done. Yeah, as in what it needs, what the game needs at that moment. It's calling the Dominion's games four X games. This list. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I guess it could work. Any of you guys played the Dominions games? They're crazy. They're insane. Yeah, I got three and four. Five, five just came out. Five just dropped like a month or two ago, and apparently it's better than three and four because there's a better UI and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I'll get it when it's on sale. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what that game's great at is play by email. Yeah, that's how a lot of people play it, I believe, is is played by email. I think that's how it's most often played, actually. Um, so let's see, what's next on our It's the only game where you can actually play Cthulhu. So another question I came up with that I'd like to talk about is what we'd like to see more of in 4X games. And you did touch upon some of this, Jim, earlier with um, better diplomacy and whatnot. Um, did you I have... diplomacy makes some sense. To work? Right. To actually, you know, work and be meaningful? Yeah I, just, yeah. I just want them to remember the good things that I did and remember the bad things and, you know, like have their own interests. Right? Here's the thing, even but, when... Even but not behave randomly. Like, hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna trade with you and pat you on the back, and then we declare war the next turn. No. Yeah. Even even if they show that, even if like they show that they like you or they're whatever, like that might mean nothing. Like I remember the first endless space game. Like I had a I had a enemy that would like we declare war next turn. We sue for peace. We declare war. We're just gonna sit here on your border and declare war and sue for peace every other turn. Like what? <laughs> What, what, yeah, what you, the war where they send like one frigate a turn <laughs> in your, your doomsday. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, good job. Good job with that war. Like, I got a stack of 20 titans here. Why are you sending one frigate every <laughs> they're, turn? They're sizing us up, man. Don't worry. They're going to send a big fleet soon. Wait, it's another frigate. What? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why? I always no use way. that as the example because that's the goofiest damn thing I've ever seen happen to me. Which game was that? I we 
which game was that? Because I remember playing a game that did that. It might have been Endless Legend. I mean, Le- Endless Space. But there was a yeah, thing I think in Endless the- Space One. Definitely yeah, did. That. I know Endless Space One did that. I think there was another game that did it too. Oh, um, as much as I love it, Ascendancy, it would do that because yeah. the, the yeah. AI in that game. I love that game, but the AI, even with the AI patch, is just terrible. <laughs> you get a patch that says the AI is better. No, it's just more aggressive. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> I agree, though, because so few games get diplomacy right. Like, remember the intricate diplomacy in Emperor of the Fading Suns? Like, yes. oh, God. It was like multiple options you had to choose through to get to your proposal and it could be so detailed ah oh. and and oh my god I, why that game never took off is just a crime like why i mean oh, yes it was buggy yes it had a weird ui but it, it had did, a lot going on it had so much going for it oh my god it had so much going for it and that kind of brings me to the thing I was thinking of. Um, when I think of things I'd like to see more in a 4X game, I think of character focus. Like, we, we keep saying how much we want Crusader Kings 2 in space. And very few games have given us that. Like, sure, we have Star Wars Rebellion and... Uh, uh, well, in terms of character, there's Drox uh, Operative, which is a 4X play to write well, you. yeah. But that's adjacent to the genre, not in it specifically. Right, but I mean, with with Rebellion and with um, with Crusader Kings, you had characters that were meaningful that did things that affected the game. In in Drox Operative, you are a, you are that character. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you you are the the motivator for the universe. Although, if you don't really do anything, the universe will still move on without you. Mm-hmm. You can just sit there and fight off whatever attacks you, and the other empires just do their thing. We'll just totally do their thing. Um, by the way, folks, if you haven't played Drugs Operative, you need to. What was that, Hunter? I was I was going to say a better sense of ownership and progression. I don't know. Can you expand? Can idea. you expand on that? Like, what do you mean by that? Like building space I mean, stations. The, 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 the thing with four X's is, is it feels so. I mean, yes, it's like more on a grand scale. But I think when you, when I think of like the character per you know, like the character thing, I, I'm thinking of more something more detailed about the the person that you are inhabiting in right. this, in these games. I guess. So, so you want something more um, like Starport Gemini Warlords, maybe, where you're a character in the universe and you're much closer to the things. Well, okay, that you so own. This is the thing. This is I don't I don't know Forexes as well as I do other games. So like. The thing that's really cool about the Total War games, for example, is the lineage stuff. So, like, you have your family trees, and you have the different royal lines in a lot of different senses. Like, that kind of thing. Um, more more sense of ownership, I guess. More sense of, like, I'm leaving uh, a lasting legacy in a game. Oh, um, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, you know, if I'm building up a dynasty and an empire, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many of these Forex games have that kind of ability. Like, I know um, Crusader Kings definitely does. Yeah. Like, but I don't yeah. know how Forexy that is. Eh, it's more grand strategy. Like, 
Yeah, you're you're absolutely if right. Could, if I could mix that element into a 4x game, I would like really be into it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like usually, there's no persistence from game to game or from empire to empire. Uh, usually, you just build and build and build, fight and fight and fight, and you're done. So you 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 have a point. Like uh, like. Kind of something like Rogue Legacy, maybe, where like, but in a in a strategy game, you know, where you you rule for a little while, you die, but you have what you did last time, and as your child takes over. Well, and, to an extent, there's there's Space Tyrant, where you have that meta game going on. See, I haven't gotten that far in Space Tyrant, but that 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 is a thing. That is a thing. Yeah, as you go Ooh. through the missions, depending on what you unlock, that affects your your future um gameplay because those unlocks carry over okay that's that's pretty cool that's pretty cool but i mean i kind of see where hunter's coming from like say you build this great empire with all these stations and then the game ends okay like what about all those stations i built you know what about all that work i did yeah i mean a legacy element would be interesting that would be yeah, no, I I I get that, man. Like I built this thing and I'm proud of what I built. Let me just keep playing. <laughs> now, uh on a board game side of things, there's the small world games which sort of do that, which is you have an empire and then you choose two two traits, one for the race and then the trait of that race. So there can be things like uh undead uh, trolls or something like that, or undead orcs, and then you're you're playing with that empire for a while. And then eventually the empire fades, and then you have to select a new empire because your empire goes into decline. So once you select a new empire, that sort of builds on to what you had before. That the other empire sort of takes over part of that territory, and you start building back up again. And then eventually that goes into decline. You keep on going through, and fewer and fewer choices go on as the game goes through. But that sort of thing in a 4X, in a digital 4X, would be really fun. I agree. And granted, Small World 2 already has its its digital component. We need to play that on a board game night. But that's side. Oh, no, I, I, no, I would like that. But I'm, yeah, yeah, something like that where, like, there's a sense of persistence. There's a sense of... Um, like, how interesting would it be if a 4X just stayed in the same universe? Like, instead of randomly generating a map every time, it's a massive map that you're just always a part of. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. And therefore it's... Could be. And then everything you've done is persistent. Everything you've done is, um, you know, there for the universe to see or be destroyed or be built upon. That'd be and great. And to take from the, the small world angle, eventually yeah. the Empire has to go into decline at some point. And then yeah, exactly. you can and then you take on as a new Empire. And build on the ru- build on the ruins of the last one. Yeah. Build on the ruins of the last one. Yeah, exactly. That would be I mean, I can't imagine that would be an easy game to make. <laughs> but um that'd be a fascinating game to play. Uh Jack is saying there are a couple of board games that do that. Sword, yeah, the there, sword, there and are, the stars. Uh, yeah, there's 
there's uh, legacy games that that are built along that line. Okay, yeah, the Sword and the Stars from 1981, and Empires of the Middle Ages from 1980. He's suggesting are board games that kind of have that element. Uh, to an extent, Stellaris has the fallen empires in it, but you can't actually play as them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. Aren't they things? I I never got super far in Stellaris, but aren't they things that are basically meant to make the end game more exciting? Basically, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Which, Though, in in theory, taking on that idea, if you have that, your fallen empire is an empire that you previously owned, and you're you're an upstart ooh, empire within. Ooh. Oh, that'd be then great. Then you're going into into the territory of the game defect. I was just thinking defect. of defect. I was just thinking of defect. Yeah, it's a good point. No, I like that. Defect had a great idea. You know, I wasn't so sure about the game itself. I'm sorry, but it was a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. Oh, the game itself was fun. It was fun for it. Got it did get repetitive, but that's true. Yeah. What are you gonna that's do? Fair. What are you gonna do? Um, but that was a fabulous idea. They had like you have to fight yourself basically, so don't build too good a ship. <laughs> oh, that was that was pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Like there isn't like a persistent element in a lot of four X games. But then I got a lot of games. Like what are games that have like pers- things that like stick with you throughout your tenure in a game or multiple tenures? Uh, that would fit most of the games under the roguelite genre, just because there is that meta to go. That's along true. With. A lot of games with a persistent like unlock or a persistent like ability, you know, tree or whatever. Yeah, like I can see that, like roguelikes, but not every roguelike, just ones with like, oh, you died, but you have enough experience to level up this one thing, so you leveled up for the next uh, game. Starfleet Armada has that. That's right, it does, doesn't it? Write that down. <laughs> Which is an amazing game, by the way, if you all haven't played it. It's only $10. You should buy it. Don't, like, do right. not judge it on its UI. No. Do not. No. There's so much going on under the hood with that game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Game's brilliant. Brilliant, I tell you. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I guess I guess one thing that I've always wanted to see in a 4X, um, I would love to be able to, like, maybe... Like, you know how in a lot of 4X games, um, you can choose someone to be a governor of a planet? I would love to be one of those governors. You know? <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's another game we need to put on the list. Wait, what? What's this? So, Lords of Waterdeep, you you know, like how when you play, as an example, Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, and you essentially go into like a tavern and get a quest, right? Sure. Well, in Lords of Waterdeep, you play the people in the taverns giving the quests, basically. Wait, what? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's another thing. So it's basically you're hiring adventures. It's like, oh, I need to do this thing. Well, I need to hire. Like one warrior and one thief to get this done. Yeah, and, it's pretty and cool. And it's it's worker placement, and 
So as you're sending them out to do these quests, you're hiring them and then you're spending them on quests. But you have other ways to gain them back. But you only have a few things you can do every turn, so every choice matters. And of course, you don't know what the other player's goals are. You don't know what they're trying to accomplish, so you don't know what's going to help them and hurt you or vice versa. So you're 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 vying for control of Waterdeep, essentially Waterdeep Harbor, and you're going to be like the master. So essentially, you're fighting for control to be the governor, I guess. Wow, it's interesting. It's an interesting game. It's You'd like it, Brian. Game. You'd really like it. I think yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's, it's easy to pick up. I think I'm gonna get this on the next sale. This looks. I mean, I think I wishlisted it because it looked interesting, and then I didn't you think did. about it again. But wow, this looked. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a like. I guess that's what I'm getting at is like a lot of 4x games have the same angle. You're like this kind of disembodied emperor thing. <laughs> you're not even like a person. You're just this disembodied thing that tells other things what to do and where to go. Like, there's not a lot of character. There's not a lot of like role playing. It's just moving units, and I would like I would like a little more texture. I would like a little more character, you know. And this this is great. This oh, looks. Uh, I didn't, You'll yeah, enjoy. I, I forgot there was a digital version of it. And I'm like, you guys are what? Oh right, I wish listed this forever ago. I, I got it as soon as it launched. <laughs> is it good in single player? Does the, player? Dig, does the right. digital version? Oh, it's great. It okay. it is solid, and you can play against the AI if you don't have friends to play with. So. It's a good way to learn the game. But we do have friends to play with. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Now, oh. I'm picking this up on the next sale. This looks great. Yeah, I think think I've got to move this up my wish list to, like, the top spot so I don't forget about it because that's exactly what happened. The DLC is kind of, you don't have to play with it in order to enjoy the game. It just adds other options. Oh, Skullport, though. Come on. Hey, I'm not saying it's bad. Don't get me wrong. I got the both. But I'm just saying you don't have to. You can play the base game first and see how you like it before you add those in. Yeah, I'm moving this to the top of my wish list because this looks awesome. <laughs> really does. It looks awesome. So that's really... Uh... Okay, Cooper, I saw you and other people talking about Distant Worlds 2. We really don't know. We know it's in production. It's been in production for a while. Um, there was like some kind of event that Slytherin just had where there were a lot of people around a table looking at something on a screen, and it looked like what was on that screen was the next Distant Worlds game. But that's really all we know. I think they know that it's going to be like a hot property once they announce it. So they're probably keeping it close to the che- close to the chest until it's near ready, which I cannot blame them on. I just hope it's got a scalable UI so people with larger monitors don't complain about how tiny everything is. <laughs> That's like the biggest complaint I run into nowadays when I tell people to get it's like, does it go above 1080? Oh, uh, no, it really doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should refund it because <laughs> you're not going to be able to read anything. <laughs> it's such a shame. That's 4K, not 4X. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good one. That was very good. Um, so, 
Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about are games that use 4X concepts but aren't entirely 4X games. And we've mentioned a couple already. Like wow, we've mentioned there's a lot that fall into that then. Right, but we're we're talking like fairly close, like Drox Operative, you know, which is which is a 4X game, but you're not playing the 4X game, you're playing like a mercenary in the 4X game. I got a bomb for you, Brian. You're going to hate me for this. Yeah. Eve Online. Would you would you say Okay, so I don't know a lot about Eve Online, folks. If you if if you're not on if you're not aware, I've recently gotten sucked back into Eve Online in a big way, uh, and uh, we had a really fun three. Shockingly, and a, so I'm yeah. surprised in you. It's it's the agency, man. All they needed was to give me some direction and show me things to do. That's all I needed. Um, but uh, how how would you classify Eve as having four X elements? Uh, there is strong diplomacy. <laughs> like, boy, howdy is there diplomacy. It's it's interesting because it's 4X on a different level. Um, with okay. one exception. The exploration is kind of there in the sense that the, the grand map is there, but then you also have the wormhole elements, which each time you go in through a wormhole, you never know what you're going to go to next it could be another wormhole it could be known space it could be high sec it could be low sec it could be like an even worse wormhole than the one you were just in so there is levels of exploration but not to the extent of a 4x now where it's very much a on a grander scale of a 4x is the uh fighting for control like you have people in Nullsec who are fighting for, um, in, like, essentially control of territory because people can claim territory. Like, uh, player corporations and alliances can actually claim systems in Nullsec and become the rulers of that space, essentially. And that's where you get all these great wars and people fighting for different control of everything. It's like the 4X that literally never ends. Okay. But it's done on a grander scale, right? Because you are you are a you're essentially a foot soldier being part in the grand scheme of this ever living universe. I dig it. So okay. so there there are larger like cause most of what I know about even lie is player driven. But there is also like there's also a metagame going on, like kind of behind the scenes as well, you're saying. Where their empires doing their thing as well, right? Well, I mean, you have you have the NPC empires which are always doing things, and there's lore stuff with that that happens in the background. Like a few years ago, they the Mar Empire crowned a new empress, and there was actually a tournament uh, to see who was going to be crowned the new empress. And players, actual people, fought in this tournament on different sides to help crown the NPC empress. Um, it was it was a cool event. There was a lot of really cool things that happened during this time. Um, lots of lots of lore stuff that went on. Um, but then there's even like so like let's let's take a look at um, the Imperium. The Imperium is a coalition that was like founded by Goonswarm, which Goonswarm was a very famous Eve Corporation alliance. 
Right. And they they have like their own website now that's got like news articles that come out where they do reporting on things that happen in the game. You have um other big great alliances like Test Alliance, um Pandemic Legion. All of these are big famous names that have come through this thing, this game, and set like a precedent that a group of players came together and do. So instead of it just being one person controlling a game, and some would even argue that there's there's like tinfoil hat that there's you know someone outside of the game actually pulling the strings and you know funding the stuff, but those are all just rumors. There's nothing a hundred percent sure on that kind of stuff. But I've I've read some interesting theories that there's like, you know, you know, backers that don't even play the game. But anyway, the point is, is there's there's a lot of 4X elements to this thing, but like on a grander scale. That's interesting. Like, if we wanted to, as as our, like, that we would get any far with it, we could get uh, a whole bunch of people to come join us and then go out and try and take a null sec system, and it would be our system, and we would control it. And it would have our name on it. It would say, like, you have entered the Space Game Junkie-like system. Yeah, I was... I think this reminds me of, I think, what our next topic should be, by the way. I think we have to have one... I think we have to have one show where we just air every grievance we have about Elite Dangerous. That's the entire show. I think that's what we need to do. And because the more I play Eve, the more I realize what Elite's getting wrong. (laughs) And it's like... By the way, Joe just gifted me Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, perfect. How, Beautiful. It's a how, great game, dude. How nice is that? Thank you, Joe. That's Happy late awesome. Christmas. You did not need to do that. I am humbled. I, I, I am a little verklempt because that was really nice. You did not need to do that, so thank you. <laughs> You're a new dad. You need all the money you can get, but <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> you know, I'd even go as far as to say... Um, that EVE Online is probably, like, the greatest 4X game that's out there. Hmm. I mean, it does have Expiration, clearly. It's my favorite thing. It does have Extermination. It does clearly. have... Clearly. <laughs> clearly. Find that out really fast in Wormhole Space. The other, I had to make a clip of that. That one should, moment. Dude, I like, should. It was so funny. Hey Brian, you should dock up. Uh, too late. <laughs> just as I, I had just clicked dock, dude. Like a second before I got killed. <laughs> like that just was, that was really funny. It was really funny. Like, oh no! <laughs> oh wait, I forgot to tell you. I scanned down uh, yesterday. I scanned down mm-hmm. a um, a site in coma and ran mm-hmm. it. And the last thing I did was blow up the building that was at the center of it. Fifty million esque, just just sitting. holy garbage. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. That's amazing. That's wonderful. I want to do more stuff like that too. Oh, it sounds great. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little addicted right now. <laughs> now that I have things to do, um, I mean, there were always things to do, but now they've had this PVE Finder, which is just exactly what I needed. Oh my god, it's brilliant. It's utterly brilliant. I wish they had added it years ago, but I'm glad they have it now. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We've talked about Starpoint Gemini Warlords, where, uh, folks, if you're not familiar with it, it's at its core, it's kind of a freelancer-esque um, space combat game. 
but you could take over stations, you could take over planets, you can build stations, you could take over areas of the map, and there's definitely exploration. Like the map is huge yeah. in that game, huge. And um, and then you got your fleets to control. Yep. And you can have them come in and as, as a giant blob as you take over sector after sector. Yeah. Yeah, folks, if you haven't played Starboy Gemini Warlords, it's really the pinnacle of the series. And uh, it definitely has a very strong 4X element. Um, another game I wanted to talk about uh, that I played it recently. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> Evoreon is not a 4X. God damn it. <laughs> we've, we've been over this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> there, there, the, the Avorian, Avorian, I would. It's got a couple X's. It's, it's got a couple X's. Yeah, it's a couple X's. <laughs> but I, would, I wouldn't say it's got diplomacy uh, in the slightest. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but one I was going to bring up, I don't know if you guys saw the videos I did of it a few weeks ago. It's an older game called Warpath. Have I told you guys about these? Oh, oh it's like, Cooper, you're right. I am just into Eve. I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's also right. So he's al- he's also right. Um. But Warpath is is a 4X game, but instead of sending out fleets and doing all the scouting, it's just your one ship, and your one ship does everything. Your one ship mines, it colonizes, it fights. It, it, it's really a unique take, I think, on the 4X, um, because you're your own empire, um, but you're down in the you're down in the thick of it doing all the fighting and doing all the mining and doing all the selling. And I've never seen a 4X game where you to take over inhabited planets, you invest in them. And if you invest enough in them, they love you. And if they love you enough, they will join your empire. And uh, it's actually really great. And it's got multiplayer. And it's free. If you guys ever want to try it. It's really, really a a different take on the 4X uh, genre, I think. It's it's so fast-paced because you can't sit still for a minute. You know, you got to always be moving, always be closing, <laughs> you know, got to pop up those numbers. Yeah. You got to fight off the, the, the bad guys coming into your sectors and trying to take over your planets because they can invest too and, and turn a planet that was yours against you, which is really frustrating. <laughs> um, so that's, that's amazing. Um, Eric, were you serious about Avorion? I hope not, because someone brought it up earlier as like asking about four X games, and we laughed about it then. And I thought you were joking about it, but if you're serious, we love Avorion around here. Um, it's just not a four X game. That's a good yeah. Space Word Ho is actually a great example of a really quick playing four X game, kind of like Space Tyrant, kind of like yeah. Ten Minute Strategy. Um, where you have these really distilled experiences. Uh, and you, you can still get that on tablets, I think. I think you can get that on iPads. I'm not sure. You can't, I don't know if you can buy it for the PC still. But I know you can get a mobile version of that now. Um, but yeah, Space Word Ho, guys, if you haven't played it, is really like a 4X game pushed down to its essentials. You know? 
It's it's great. Like there's I think there's two resources. I think there's metal and energy, and I think that's it. And and so you need more to build more ships to take over more planets. Kind of like Galcon, <laughs> but better. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of the Galcon games. Um. So, what I was going to say in the in terms of games that are also adjacent to the forex genre, there's Space Rangers. I mean, granted, you're only controlling your one ship and maybe whatever uh, drones you have with you, or maybe the uh, the mercenaries you hire, but there is still a forex being played around you. That, that's an excellent point because you have not only the rangers and the various empires, you have the dominators, you have the pirates. Yeah, the They're various all... factions are doing their stuff. You still have exploration. You can support whichever faction or factions you prefer. That's a really good call. And they have different call. relations to you depending on how you have done things with them before. Now, that's an excellent I, – I can't believe – I didn't think of that one. I'm I'm a bad space game junkie. I just, I can't believe I didn't think of that one. <laughs> Come on, Brian. For for a second, I thought you were talking about um, that that flight sim that Jim and I love the uh, the Star Rangers or whatever it was called. I'm like, wait, that's yeah. not a four X. Oh wait, that's not the one you're talking about. <laughs> Is that that new like Power Rangers thing? What Power Rangers? I'm- Bad, bad joke. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm very tired, so we're probably going to wrap this up in a minute. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think we've talked a lot. I think we've hit a lot of good points about what we'd like to see in a 4X. 4Xs, there are different folks. If you're not wishlisting a lot of these games, by the way, you should be because <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, talked about unusual 4Xs. I think we've hit pretty much. All the topics I wanted to hit. Was there anything uh, about 4Xs that you guys wanted to vent about that I missed? No, it would be kind of cool to have infinite exploration. But then again, you might get something like No Man's Sky, which has procedural exploration. And then a lot of it ends up being kind of same-ish. Yeah, I think... Going back to Distant Worlds, I think that's one of the reasons I love it so much is because with a lot of 4X games, you reach a point where the exploration stops. Like you've explored the map. There's nothing new to find. It's now just take over what you found and dig in and and expand and whatnot. But with like a game like Distant Worlds, the maps can be so huge that there's exploration ships going even into the late game that are finding stuff. Uh, so I think that's for me exploration is my favorite part of a 4X and so any game that can keep that going as long as possible is a winner for me so yeah and, and again Starport Gemini Warlords is great with that Drox Operative is great with that um, I mean granted the maps are finite but still right. there's, there's a lot you can still explore even into the late game yeah exactly depending on how, how big it is to begin with Exactly. Exactly. So, and again, EVE Online, another great example of always exploring. <laughs> you know, there's always stuff always to explore. Be exploring, yeah. Always be exploring. <laughs> uh, apparently, Captain said after five hours, No Man's Sky got really boring, which sounds about... It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. It, it's really not for everybody, but the people who like it, including myself, 
Alex, just going back to it. There is there is something there now. There definitely is something there now, and I've been meaning to go back to it. I am I'm waiting for the multiplayer update. And once they get synchronous multiplayer, I will dive right back in. Have you ever got have you guys ever heard of Shores of Hazeron? That sounds familiar. Someone yeah. in oh, chat. God. Oh god, no. <laughs> That's an MMO. Wow. That's not a uh an RTS of any sort. Or four X or anything. Do you okay. remember this looks the, insane this do thing? Do you remember the the bug that I made in an MMO that had like the giant hello ladies smile on it? It was a big purple. Oh yeah, caterpillar. I remember that. That's yeah. Hazeron. It's apparently still going. Not really? But well, this it is. Yeah. Th- this guy in the chat, Shame Goldblum. I wonder if it's pronounced Goldblum. He's saying it's a 4X, but a 4X is a strategy game. Let's see. Does it have expiration? Uh, pay to play, download. Is there a thing where I could just get like a... Okay. It's a 4X as Elite is. Uh, what is with... Okay, so the, the tour is a slideshow, like a picture. What is happening here? Okay, I'm not... I'm, this is This is painful. What is going on with this status? Okay, I need like someone needs to explain to me what the hell this game is. One thing I'd love to see would be the the crew aspect of a game like Pulsar or Quintet, but with a four X added on to that. Oh, interesting. So you, as your ship, as the crew of your ship, you're controlling the Empire from your ship, and then the rest of it happens around you. You should try Warpath. It's very close to that. You know, there's no there's no crew element, but it's your ship making the empire. So it's all focused around your ship. I'll take a look. Yeah, you should. It's it's really great. Chaim is saying that this Hazeron thing is an empire builder like how Dual Universe wants to be. Ah. Uh, uh, I'm not convinced just yet. I'm looking at the wiki right now, and this looks kind of insane. Yeah, so you, I mean, you can design your own spacecraft. You fly around, explore the universe, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I can't penetrate that thing. It is so fugly. I can't even. <laughs> I don't mind fugly so much as I mind usable, like. I need a good UI or else I'm not going to play your game. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff people have made in Hazeron is pretty amazing looking. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking at like a, it, it looks like somebody made a flyable Minecraft Enterprise, right? Cool. But I, I don't know, man. I started out, I was on like Bug World and I'm wandering around and, and it was like, ick. But <sighs> I guess if you get into the building part, like if you if you manage to penetrate it, past the first couple hours, it might be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm really confused by this website doesn't really... Um, okay, Chan is saying the main developer of Shades of Hazeron mentioned he's almost making enough money to cover server costs and plans to hire a graphic designer. Ho-ho! <laughs> well, then... 
Yeah, because I'm looking at these images and I'm like, what is going on? That's a rocket on a planet. That's a window. That looks like a mall. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> How, this is a 4X? It looks like the bar from Privateer. What is happening? Anyway. <laughs> I'm so confused. I might look at this later. I'm, I don't know. Anyway, folks, uh, we, that should wrap it up for us. Uh, a couple programming notes real quick. Uh, Thursday, because Hunter has been nice enough, because how many computers do you have right now, Hunter? 18, 20, 40? Something like that. 18,000? Yeah. Uh, Hunter has th- uh, put up a MechWarrior Living Legends server. And it's s- going to be called Mech Game Junkie. Ooh. We did try to start a site called Mech Game Junkie, but we didn't have we the time. Have it. There's a Facebook page. Yeah, but like we have no time for it. <laughs> it's like... Have enough. Well, we'll make the time. But yeah, Mech Warrior Living Legends is a free game. It's 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 a Mech Warrior combined arms game, basically built on the Crytek engine. And we've played it once or twice before, and it's actually pretty goddamn amazing. So, uh, like I said, Hunter. I mean, if we if we can get enough people, we'll play on my server. If not, if it's only going to be a couple of us, we'll just jump in on one of the other public ones. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. I'm not too worried about it. Um, last time, I think the first or was it the last time we played? Like a bunch of the devs joined the Discord and everything. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was pretty great. Uh, so one way or another, I I can't imagine there'll be a problem finding people. There are a lot of people who work on this game. Uh, so that's linked it up in stream chat if you want to grab it. Uh, yep. Go in there and yeah, start downloading it now because uh, yeah, it can take a while. It can. It's nine gigs, and sometimes the site's slow. Yeah, what I'm going to do is like as soon as we're done recording and streaming, I'm going to start updating the game to make sure I have the most recent version because <laughs> it might take a while. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to do on Thursday. Uh, next Tuesday for the podcast, we're recording at a different time than usual because our guest is overseas and he specifically requested it. We're going to be talking to, I think it's the lead developer, of Angels Fall First, the uh, first person, uh, what the hell would you call it? Shooter, fighter, flyer, tanker. It's, it's a it's another I, combined art. natural selection. It's yeah. like another combined arms arms game, really, but it's got an RTS I call element. It the, uh, the spiritual sequel to Battlefront that we wanted. Uh yeah, I think wasn't that one of their big inspirations? Was Battlefront one yeah. and two? Yeah, the, the original. original. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's if you guys haven't played Angels Fall first, they just did a big update on it, and they just did a small marketing push, which means they're actually getting more players. So now is a great time to jump in, even if if you already own it and forgot about it, or. If you want to jump in, it's a great time to jump in. So that's uh, ne- on next Tuesday's podcast. And uh, the final ca- um, show note is that uh, don't forget, folks, every month on the last Sunday, we do a MMO meetup. We just had our first EVE Online MMO meetup that was about three and a half hours long, and we had a blast. We did just a bunch of randomy bullshit and had a had a really fun time doing it actually. Yeah, it, was a good, it was a good time. It was a really good time. I got blown up Brian a couple died, times. We all laughed. It was, <laughs> it was really it was really funny. It was I I I'm gonna have to once I have some time, I'm gonna have to separate that clip out so people can just laugh at me. Um It's you know what? It's almost the equivalent of watching me 
boost into a docking station elite and blowing up off the back wall i don't know if you guys remember that clip but that's around somewhere oh god remember that brian remember when i boosted past you and hey watch this yeah i remember yeah i remember that that was that was the featured video on the channel for (laughs) quite a long time uh until we replaced until i replaced it with my hilarious attempt at shooting asteroids out of orbit and then crashing into one <laughs> as I tried to shoot it. Uh, you crash into asteroids? Impossible. <laughs> oh, just just wait for the next couple privateer entries. <laughs> so mad at that game. But folks, uh, oh, and finally, I'm trying to do this more often. Um, we have a Patreon that... Um, that helps uh, pay for the server costs for com, and other things we have to pay for, like Evolve and whatnot. Uh, oh, we don't have to pay for that anymore because they shut that down. But anyway, um, we have a Patreon. Did they bring it back? Did they shut it down again? Well, they, they, sh- they brought Evolve back, but they shut down the, the, the monthly like $5 thing. Oh, right, right, right. So they're not charging us for it anymore, even though I still get the perks of it. Uh, they're not charging us for it now, so I was mistaken there. Um, but with Patreon, though, we are definitely looking at ideas for more tiers. Yeah, we're we're looking for sweat. We're um, I'm once things slow down in my life, probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm probably going to look at making some swag and making some uh, more tiers. Uh so um, yeah, we uh, we have a Patreon. Even just a dollar will definitely help because the site is expensive to run um, because it gets just enough traffic that I need a premium plan for RAM and whatnot, so it doesn't crash all the time. I'm not even kidding. So uh, so yeah, Patreon. Uh, I want to thank especially the folks who have already um, subscribed to us on Patreon. Can't love you enough. Uh, if you are a subscriber on our Patreon, you get access to a special Discord channel that's just for you. If we get up to a certain amount, we're going to have regular uh, Patreon hangouts. And we're also talking about, this was your idea, Hunter, a special tier where you can actually um, give us ideas for the show and come on the show. I think you called it a producer tier, which is a great idea. Um so we're probably going to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I want to thank everyone who's already supporting us on Patreon. And if you haven't already, uh, we lost a lot of Patreon subscribers when they uh, decided to change things without telling anybody. <laughs> and then they changed them back and people didn't fully realize. Yeah, and people haven't realized. And so People just haven't come back. Right. So, uh, yeah. And the final thing, I'm going to say this again because I'm still writing to people who don't realize that this podcast is not just on YouTube. Um, a couple of days after we record live, uh, MP3 version goes out that you can put in your podcast catching program like iTunes or po- Pocket Cast or whatever you use. Uh, and you can go to spacegamejunkie.com for all the links for that. You can get it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, I think there's a couple of others. Uh, so there are multiple ways to listen to this show, and uh, if you again, if, if and if you have any suggestions as to a guest you'd like to hear, or or anything, um, don't hesitate to throw that our way. We love suggestions. So thank you. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for patreoning. Uh, if, 
we would we would do this if no one listened, but it's better when people do listen because you people make this better. And the more of you there are, the better it'll be. So uh, thank you so much for listening and subscribing, and we will see you next time. Have a great night and good night.